Kevin Pillar joining us yeah. right now. What's yeah, up, man? How you doing? And where are you at? Yeah. Are you in California? No, Arizona. Arizona. Nice, nice. Can't beat that. Yeah, and the connection's clean, too. So how you doing, dude? How's the offseason going so far? Any big plans? Uh, offseason's great. No, just uh, normal stuff. Uh, full-time dad, uh, carpool, uh, staying busy, <laughs> out, building things, um, starting uh, holiday decorations now. I like it. I like yes. it. Wait, right. let me, let, can I ask? Yeah, yeah. When, when is it, like, because there's a big thing going on in my neighborhood right now. When is it too early to put up Christmas decoration or Christmas lights outside? Is there is there a such thing like, hey, you have to wait till after Thanksgiving, or are you one of those that's going up now no, no, the lights are I'm, up already? I'm, I'm flirting with it right now. Yes, dude. I'm, I'm telling I'm you. I'm definitely dude. flirting with it. I, I'm putting the lights up. Doesn't mean I'm going to uh, plug them in, but. Uh, I am leaving on Monday to go to Dallas to to visit my brother for Thanksgiving and my nephews. Uh, and then me and my wife are actually going to St. Lucia the Saturday after Thanksgiving. Um, so I just want to be prepared. So when my in-laws get here to, to watch the kids, um, I'll tell them to plug them in. It will be after Thanksgiving. It will be legit. But I'm definitely flirting with with being too early right now. So listen, so my, my brothers and I, we've had this little, the last couple of years, it seems like my middle brother, Jeff, he's, he, he tries to win in everything. And he's like, yo, lights are already up. And he, he had them last year. This is last year. I don't think he has them up this year yet. We're, we're putting our lights up on Monday. So it's right before Thanksgiving. But he had them up like November 5th one year. And he goes, up, oh, beat you guys. I said, oh, man. I said, dude, we got to slow down with that a little bit, dude. That's a little too early, I told him. I mean, I love good competition, but I think that's something I'm okay losing at. Because <laughs> Thanksgiving, I think Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday because of family and everything else, turkey stuffing and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, know, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. I like Thanksgiving too because, like you said, you, it's it's a a reason to get together with family. It's about yeah. sitting down, having a meal. But I kind of like the, the the blending of the two holidays. I like mm. the idea of the winter season, the holiday season. So I think it's okay to, you know, right around Thanksgiving is a time you can start decorating your house and, and putting your lights up. And especially if you're hosting, I think it's okay to, you know, have your tree up and your, your lights up. Yeah, I agree. Because you never know what fluctuates when uh, Thanksgiving is. Now, let me ask you this. When do you start, when do you start like working out? Like, are you a guy like after Christmas? Are you starting now? Like when do you start to hit? I know you're older, you're, you're a veteran in the game. Has your routine changed? Uh, you know, talk to us a little about your routine, how you started and how you're doing it now, because I was always a later guy. I'd probably be lifting right now, but other than that, I wouldn't hit till real late. Yeah, I know. It's definitely changed. I think as I've gotten a little bit older, a little bit wiser, a little bit more mature, I've embraced uh, rest. Um, the season's long. You're constantly active, whether you play every day where you're coming off the bench, you're, you're still on your feet, you're still active, you're still taking a ton of swings every day. So when I get home, uh, I try to get away from baseball, um, you know, for at least a month or so. Uh, I do enjoy working out. So, you know, once I'm home and once I got the kids in a routine and once we're unpacked and unsettled, finally getting settled back into being home after being away for a while, uh, I'm fortunate to have a little gym at my house, so I try to get in there every day and move around. But I would say when I get back from the St. Lucia trip, uh, you know, I'll start getting with my my, my running coach, um, and that will kind of transition to when I start hitting. Uh, probably middle middle of December, 
and obviously with the holidays, it's hard to be consistent, but I would say once the new year hits, uh, you know, I'm hitting four five, six days a week, depending on how the body feels. So Kevin, we're going to add to this party now. Eric Kratz joining us fresh yes. off a loss in day two of the big poker tournament at Borgata. Looking like he's got a lot of energy, though. Kratz, what's up, dude? I'm so skeeted out. I'm like Kevin Pillar on a base hit to left. Like, just burning. <laughs> hey, I love it. Extra base hits are hard in this game. If you can turn a single into a double, I'm going to try. Especially with those, Especially with those little steps that you take. But so far, I was listening to the whole thing. <laughs> so far, all I hear is you got big league internet, you got big league casa with big league weather, and you're going to a big league vacation with your wifey. And some and big you're leagues. Are, you're, you're, and you're going to get your 10 years next year. But with all that, yesterday we had your uncle, Sal Fasano, Uncle Sal, was on, and he might have given you the best compliment for a guy who had – you know, kind of an average year, probably for you. Maybe, you know, you feel like it's a little below average. The best compliment you could ever get. An absolute glue guy in the clubhouse. And to me, that means a lot because, you know what, you can get some balls to fall, but you can't ever do anything about the way that your teammates and your coaches feel about you. So big props for that. Well, I do appreciate that. Sal's a, Sal's a great guy and a, definitely a future uh, manager in this game in my eyes, but I would say when I was kind of transitioning from being an everyday player to kind of a, a role player, a platoon player, um, you know, I really had to think about what was important to me. Um, and I think when I look back at my career 10, 15 years from now, um, I don't think anyone's going to remember Kevin Pillar from a statistical standpoint, but I think there'll be players that may tell their kids or, you know, other players about the type of player I was, the type of teammate I was, uh, the impact I, I could have uh, inside the clubhouse or, you know, when I get a chance to play. So I think that's the, the greatest compliment for me. He could have talked about, uh, you know, my skill set, but it wouldn't have meant as much to me as him talking about what kind of, you know, teammate and what kind of guy I am. Hey, stats-wise, you were part of the – Team Silver Slugger winning Atlanta Braves. So you were yeah, part of the really, best offense I'm, hope, I'm hoping the, the Silver Slugger trophy is on its way. And, you know, in five years, I'll tell my kids I won that on my own. <laughs> I love it. They won't know. Right. It's you like, won't. you know, swinging bunt, single in the box score, whatever. So let me ask you about one dude that, you know, probably helped with that Team Silver Slugger. Ronald Acuna Jr. just took – um, the MVP in the National League, no surprise there. So a couple like subset questions I have. One is there were some people um, more on the numbers side that were like, oh, he's not a good defender. Like he doesn't have great defensive metrics. You, you've been a great defender for years. You saw him out there. I watch quite a few Braves games. Am I missing something? Because he looks pretty good in right field. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a, I think he's a, a really good defender. Obviously an unbelievable arm you know, has the ability to kind of uh, slow play some balls and, and force some guys into, you know, trying to take some extra bases and, and making up with the arm. But, you know, I think he is a really good defender. I don't fully understand uh, defensive metrics and how they're, they're, they're measured in terms of, you know, analytics. But from the eye test, he definitely passes my eye test as a guy who is a good defender out there. Um yeah, I mean, I know that's the knock on him is that he's not a great defender, but sitting in the dugout, uh, getting a chance to play beside him, um, you know, I, I don't see anything wrong with this game out there. 
So how crazy was it to, to play with him um, and watch what he did this year? And also then I'm looking at him like, and you're now going to winter ball. Like, you know, I, know, I was actually, uh, I saw the announcement, you know, once we put the kids to sleep last night, like I, I told my wife, um, Hey, Ronnie won the MVP. And then I, I watched how he celebrated. And then I saw he was in full uniform running out to play a winter ball game. And I'm like, maybe that's why he's an MVP and I'm not an MVP. Cause uh, he, he just loves the game so much. He, he, he wants to play year round. Um, you know, when the season's over, I, I definitely enjoy a break from the game. Uh, I enjoy missing the game. It, it's what drives me to, to want to come back year after year, but for him to, to be the best player, uh, in the national league and maybe the best player in baseball last year to, to, to go out and, uh, play winter ball games in Venezuela and his hometown is just, uh, is wild to me. It just shows how much he really loves the game. Um, and maybe if the game was that easy for me, maybe I'd enjoy it more too. Yeah, that's, a, that's a great point. <laughs> I, I think it's so hard for me. And when I play them, I just want to get away and not come back until it gets warm again. But yeah, I think I that, think I think for most of us, uh, I think that's kind of how we all feel. Baseball was as easy as he makes it look, and it probably is easy to him. Why wouldn't you want to keep playing? Yeah, I mean, that's no like doubt. I mean, that's like me getting up in the morning and going through like brushing my teeth. If, if baseball was that easy, I would probably be playing right now too. But there's such a mental and physical grind on me that when the, the last out is made, I am like, I need to get away from this. You know, I, I just used every ounce of physical and mental capacity I had for the last eight months playing this game that I need to recharge. Yeah. You've played for some really big time cities, man. Um, over the years, um, what, what has been the best city so far for you, you think you would say? I mean, going from San Fran, Boston, Colorado, New York. I mean, you played in a ton. L.A., Toronto. What's, what's been the most exciting and, and the best you've been, been a part of? I mean, there, there's, there's so many different ways to, to answer that question. You know, as far as uh, probably my favorite still going to be Toronto. I mean, that's the team who drafted me. You know, I played the majority of my career there. Um, played there during a pretty – Special time in, in Toronto baseball history, you know, going, you know, almost 20 years or 20 years without getting to the playoffs and then, you know, winning a division and, and getting to the ALCS and just kind of watching that city come alive um, was nothing like I had ever seen in baseball. Um, and obviously living there pre-kids, there's, there's not a better place to live in baseball, being able to live you know, walking distance to, to the stadium and not needing a car and just having just such an amazing city uh, with so much to do and such good food. And, um, you know, there's always something going on in that city. You know, when I was there this year, I thought about what it would be like to go back with a six-year-old and a three-year-old, and it would still be pretty cool, but there's definitely some challenges, um, you know, living in, in the city. But all things considered, Atlanta is a pretty, pretty awesome place too. Um, you know, uh, such a livable city, such an unbelievable fan base, uh, an amazing stadium to play in, uh, great weather. Um, you know, it, Atlanta was definitely up there as one of my favorite places to play. And you know, San Francisco, I don't think there's a more beautiful ballpark in, in all of baseball. Um, you know, that was that was exciting for me. Uh, even though I grew up a Dodger fan, so getting a chance to to play for the Giants and be part of that rivalry was, uh, you know, something I could only dream about being a kid. And 
my wife being from Northern California also, um, you know, helped, uh, you know, with her being able to drive home an hour and a half, you know, when I went on the road and it took our daughter home. So that was a pretty awesome place as well. KP, it yeah. would have sucked if you had kids living in Toronto. When we were in the six together and I scored as a pinch runner on one of your base hits. No, 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 dude. That, that was my was... first ever walk-off hit. I wanted to bring that I, up. I know, and I scored. And you pinch ran, maybe, I think. And I, and I scored for you. How fast you are. I did pinch ran. I did pinch run for, for Deanna Navarro, so there was that. And then we played in San Francisco together. And enjoying Toronto, I think it'd probably be much better with kids. I mean, without kids. Without kids, you know, walking around and everything, you got you to gotta shuttle kids, try to figure out how to get food. Do you think during your time in Toronto, you were undervalued? in the sense of like what you were doing in center field and then boom, they fire you, they send you out. And then six seconds later, they give Randall Gritchek a contract that to me, in my opinion, I thought was yours because of all you did in the city, because of how you played while you were there and you played a premium position at a premium rate. Uh, Randall lives right down the street from me. You're not too far away. Um, He's a, he's a friend of mine. I mean, I think there was a point in my time when I was on that flight and uh, he signed that deal the same day that I got traded. I felt maybe the same way that you're expressing, like, you know, that was the money that was maybe set aside for me um, from, from what I was able to do. Um, I think it's a tough question to answer because I think values, uh, I think value is a, a an, an interesting thing to to try to determine your own value but i like to think that uh what i was doing there um helped our team uh get to back-to-back alcs's um i don't know it's a tough question to ask I, i'm 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 happy with where i'm at in life i i think i think we all kind of come up in this game hoping that we're going to get that massive payday we're going to get assigned a long-term deal uh, get to establish roots in a place. And, and Toronto was a place that I definitely saw myself playing my entire career, if not majority of my career. Um, but that wasn't kind of my baseball journey. My baseball journey has been interesting to say the least. It's not exactly what I would have probably envisioned when I kind of established myself as an everyday baseball player for the Toronto Blue Jays. But with bouncing around from team to team, it's given me an opportunity to, to play for some pretty amazing organizations, meet a lot of great people, make a lot of great friends. So uh, I'm not unhappy with, with my life. Would, would have life in baseball been a little bit easier if I would have found security maybe earlier in my career financially and also a commitment from a team? Maybe, but uh, I'm not unhappy. Yeah, because you came up, you and I, we used to argue about the fact that who was the 25th man on the roster because Tolly <laughs> was the 24th man, and he had a secure position for the innings that innings that Dickie had a pitch. And then it was you getting shipped out, me getting shipped out. In your time, you talked about the two, the two playoff appearances that you made. Do you feel like you guys should have won a World Series there? Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, I, I, I feel that same – I feel the same way about this year too – with what we were able to accomplish with the Atlanta Braves. I felt like um, showing up in spring training uh, this year, looking around at the talent and then kind of watching everything fall into place, winning 104, 104 games. Um, definitely felt like 
uh, we were going to be the last team standing. But it just proves how hard it is to win in this sport. Um, it doesn't, and this sport is great because it doesn't necessarily reward the team that was the best team in the regular season. It rewards the team that gets hot at the right time. And I think it's a it's a great thing for the sport. It it, it allows teams that or in the mix at, at the deadline to go out and try to add teams. It's not about winning 104 games. It's about getting an opportunity to play in the playoffs. And I think you saw with a team like the Rangers that, you know, clinched their uh, playoff berth on the last day, the Diamondbacks clinched the playoff berth on the last day. It just shows getting in and, and getting hot at the right time could take you really far. Um, but, yeah, it, Toronto felt like, that 2015 season where, you know, it started in the offseason with, with getting a guy like, you know, Russell Martin to sign on, trading for Josh Donaldson, and then the additions you make at the deadline, Ben Revere, Troy Tulowitzki, David Price, uh, the, the buzz that was in that city, the electricity that was at the games. Uh, and i just never been a part of a team until this year where you, every time you stepped on the field, you just felt like you were better than the other team and that you were going to win. And if we lost, we had to play our absolute worst and the team had to play their absolute best. And there was no – there wasn't this feeling like, can we win tomorrow? We just knew that we were going to win tomorrow. And that's that was the 2015 Toronto Blue Jays. And I think that even showed itself going down 0-2 um, in the playoffs, going down 0-2 to Texas. I just felt like that was the mindset of the team all year is we're, we're better than any team we – we were going to face and it didn't matter if we lost the game before the, the next game, we knew we were capable of winning every single time we stepped on the field. And um, I, I definitely feel I've had some time to reflect um, after, you know, n- not advancing this year. And I, I still feel like the 2015 Toronto Blue Jay team is still the most disappointing um, loss that I've had, not, not, not winning a World Series. So I want you brought up Josh Donaldson. So I want to bring up something back in 2016, if you remember, recall. You know how Josh had a <laughs> Josh Josh had a big mouth to him, which you know is a good and bad thing to him. And he he brought up to me during batting practice uh, about talking about who's going to hit more home runs that year. So you know Josh with his big mouth. Hey, I'll give you I'll give you 20 homers, and then he actually came down to 10. We made a friendly wager. And do you remember what I did the year after uh, I won that? that friendly wager no remind me so i when you guys were stretching i went right into the stretch line and you you're like oh, oh yeah you asked for his check, you asked for check. <laughs> did you ever get paid did you ever get paid yes i did i did i did and that was that was really nice of him and we, we talked <laughs> i just remember you're like oh he's looking for it. i remember you were yelling i was laughing yeah. so darn hard that yeah was, josh is josh is um Josh is a, a a good friend of mine now. It, it yep. definitely took us some some time of being apart from each other to to <laughs> yeah, you know, really uh, kind of mend our relationship, our, our our friendship. You know, I think we're both just really competitive people. Um, we we both challenge each other to be great. Obviously, he was much greater um, than, than I could ever be. Um, but I think we push each other to be great. I think he saw a lot in me, and I think he he wanted the best for me. Um, that led to a lot of confrontation, a lot of fights, uh, a lot of arguments. Um, so who knows that day you came out looking for your check if we were on good terms or bad terms. And uh, <laughs> it, it could have turned ugly real quick. But 
uh, having Josh in the clubhouse always kept things fun, kept things interesting, uh, kept no your head on a swivel all the time because you never knew what kind of mood he was going to come in. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I was thinking about – I've been thinking about him a lot lately too because, you know, I got an opportunity to watch him win MVP and then watch an opportunity to watch, you know, Ronald do it. And they kind of just did it in two different ways, but two just unbelievable talents. And it, mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing to – Another thing that I'll probably look back in my career, you know, five, six, seven years down the line and, 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 you know, reflect on the chance I got to be part of, you know, two guys winning MVP seasons and, and just watching uh, just dominance from, from spring training through the last pitch of the regular season. Um, both those guys were dominant um, and it was fun to watch. You got a fly buzzing around your face like a terrible bugging me i can't i can't handle it oh nice nice it. stanley is that a forty thousand? is that a 40 ounce stanley steal that from your wife it's um, part of the dad starter kit that is not that is your wife is pissed she is like where is my stanley i gotta fill it up with a smoothie and it's a left-handed stanley what's the deal with that anyway have you watched you're 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 a cali guy have yeah. you watched what's going on in oakland and what's yeah. your what's your opinion on what's what's going on there that they're going to be taking a team out of there to a market that's smaller than Milwaukee? Um, I think I got mixed feelings about it. Obviously, I, I feel bad for the city of Oakland. I feel bad for the fan base there. I I, uh, I think it's hard for maybe people to realize just because we think of the Oakland A's, you know, their their recent history of not being a very good organization, a, a very successful organization. But uh, that team has a, a ton, a ton of history. Um, I, I know it's multiple World Series. I don't know exactly how many uh, they have off the top of my head, but I know that there's a, a lengthy history of winning in Oakland. Um, and I was there earlier in this year, and it was it was really sad to, to, to witness. You know, there was – Maybe 5,000 people there, maybe 4,000 uh, Atlanta Braves fans, and the uh, 1,000 fans that were there to that were Oakland fans were chanting sell the team the entire time. And um, it was tough to see. And I think part of me is excited for Vegas to get a team because I see, uh, you know, how successful the WNBA franchise has been there. I see how well the NFL team draws there. And obviously Vegas is a, an unbelievable city to, 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 to go visit uh, for fans that want to come in and watch games for your players to come in as visiting players. And, and even for, you know, families to, that are going to get a chance to live there and, and be part of the organization. Um, but it, I got mixed feelings towards it. I, I'm, I'm excited to, to see, uh, a new stadium be built and, and, and what kind of support the, the A's get in, in Vegas. But I think there's a lot of unknowns. Are they going to rebrand? Are they going to keep the, the, the A's name? Are they going to keep the history? Or is that going to be a, a organization that uh, do the A's die in Oakland? And, and it's just a thing of the past. If they're smart, they'll rebrand in my mm, mind. I think you, you should. Know, I think you leave the Oakland stuff in Oakland, let Vegas at least feel like, despite the owner, at least feel like it's a different team, you know, um, which is what the Knights did really well. Uh, Mr. Pilar, awesome to have you on, dude. Enjoy the the sunshine and the uh, dad starter kit um, and the whole, the whole skit. And Kratz, you want to say see you later to your dude? 
Hey, guy, I used to pick you up on the way to the field. Okay, I don't know how you survived without me when I was not <laughs> picking you up, but I'm proud of you, bud. You've, you've come a long way and you've had an absolute baller career. And next year, when you get your 10 years, I expect you to come back on and celebrate with the boys here. I would we love, love to celebrate. Come back on. Hey, what was what was the first thing I sent you when you texted me? Oh, you said you said it's been what would you say? It's, it's about, yeah, it's about time. time. I mean, this is a this <laughs> is a different been? issue. And I I told you. I told you we've been asking for you, but I, <laughs> that's, my, that's my fault. I'm a big fan of the show. Big fan of you, obviously. Um, this is great. You guys are you guys you guys are making baseball fun again. I love it. You're the best. Thank kid. you. Appreciate it. That means a lot. Thank you, Kevin. We'll keep yeah. hustling every day. You too, dude.